Greetings, friends. Welcome to this post-Thanksgiving Long in the Boot podcast. I am your host, G. Long. Sitting across the way, as always, is Deb. Hello, community. There you go. And uh, gobble, gobble. And there we tried. I know. We We did. We tried to find a good good gobble, but Uh, they all just sounded weak. Yeah, it, it did. In Not the, any better than ours. The uh, the email again, longintheboot at gmail.com. Phone number uh, 337-502-9011. Ooh, yeah, I almost forgot again. brain on that one. Yeah, buddy. Oh, it's the, I uh, hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving uh, and looking forward to a wonderful Christmas. Uh, everybody's going to get a brand new mutation of the virus for Christmas. I'm so excited. Oh. Oh, Fauci told us not to not to panic just yet. Well, you know, when he says that, you might as well go. Well, Pfizer says 100 days and they'll have uh, altered their vaccine enough to handle the new mutation. So all you people went and got the booster right away. Yeah, yeah. You're going to boost again, buddy. That's right. You're going to boost. Boost again. Boost, boost, baby. Yeah. Boost, boost, baby. Boom, 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 boom. Okay. Wow, uh, that is really old now, you know, right? Ice Ice Baby is like, I don't know, decades. Still funny. Past. Well, only if you understand. Uh, everybody understands Ice Ice Baby. <laughs> Do we all? Okay, well. Thanksgiving um, is over. Yeah, but yeah. we're, we're going to put this podcast out a little early as... as. Oh, you think you'll get done with it? I, I'll put it out probably Sunday, which would be tomorrow for Which us. is ritually the day we... Normally record we record them bron- and then yeah. I put them out on Tuesday. But night. we're kind of bored and we it's cold and rainy. And well, and we have things to address here. <clears throat> do we? Well, the whole. What are you going to address? The whole address. Oh, address. Yes, uh, the, we're going to address the Thanksgiving stuff. Yeah, well, it the, started the myth surrounding it. Well, it started with let's at least go explain well, to first, our listeners. First, society is gripey about some of the symbols and the stories surrounding Thanksgiving because they feel like they've been lied to. And that came to the forefront recently in well, it's a been Facebook happening. post. It's, it's it been has happening been happening for like the, probably the last 20, 20 years. Well, that goes back to Christmas, right? There was a time when you weren't allowed to say Merry Christmas. Yeah, they didn't want people. us to. Don't say, say Happy Holidays right. because you're leaving people out. I haven't heard happy about Kwanzaa holidays. in the last 10 years. Have you heard Kwanzaa in yes. 10 years? Yeah, they still do it. Oh, It's okay. still being done. Well, maybe I just don't get out much. Well, you know, it's it. give it time. It was only made up and not too long ago. <laughs> well, wait, wait. So some of our holiday traditions are made up? I know. It's shocking. It is shocking. But uh, yeah, they've been... For a long time now, it, at least 20 years, they've been gradually chipping away. Well, at, we have. I mean, Columbus and all his foolishness. We, we right. all know the truth now. and, and Well, we, no, we see all sides Well, of you the mean story. the truth that Christopher Columbus and the good Spanish brought God's Holy Mother Church to the New World and finally saved the souls of those natives who they discovered. That's one opinion. Who they thought were in India. That's well, that's <laughs> one side of the story. Yeah, okay. Okay. So we're we're really people are just upset cuz there are other there are other sides. You know what? I have another side to the story as well. I, I see some of you having your second Thanksgiving. I'm looking at post right? beautiful family get-togethers. Everybody looks so happy and there was so much abundant food. 
but I mean, we did. I didn't we have. Had, we we had, didn't have one Thanksgiving. We had spaghetti. We had spaghetti on Thanksgiving. <laughs> Tuesday, our daughter came out because she actually had to. And work we had on the traditional Thanksgiving sushi. And you made this sushi, and it's not even traditional sushi because I don't eat seafood. So you, right, you improvised for me. Thank you, baby. You're um, my unpopular opinion of well, all of that is sour that, soup, and she, well, the, the fact is that Deb doesn't like any. Thanksgiving food, except probably mashed potatoes and gravy, maybe sweet potatoes. I saw some mac and cheese on somebody's table in a picture that looked amazing. Mac and cheese. Yes, yes. And and some other desserts. The traditional I Thanksgiving don't like, mac and cheese. I don't like turkey. Doesn't like turkey. Light meat she or doesn't dark like meat. stuffing. I don't like stuffing corn, or dressing. She doesn't like uh, green bean casserole. Oh, that's just soupy, disgusting. Uh uh, what else? What else do you not like? Uh, cranberries. You cranberry don't like cranberries. sauce. I like cranberries. I just don't like cranberry sauce. I don't like sweet potato pie. The rolls. The rolls are good. The rolls are good. All the carbs are delicious. <laughs> All the carbs. I don't like Except pumpkin stuffing. Pie. You don't like stuffing. I don't like pecan pie. You don't like pecan pie? I don't like pecan pie. 52% of people surveyed say pumpkin pie is the ultimate pie. 14% for That's pecan. Disgusting. Sweet potato got 9%. Um, I like custard pie. Yeah, custard pies are fine. They used to make that when I was a kid. You know, it, the there was a part of the survey I have here is top five must-haves kitchen items on Thanksgiving Day. And number one must-have item, a double oven. A double oven? I, I don't. <laughs> who? I mean, I, I know a couple wealthy people who maybe have a double oven in their kitchen. Our son and his wife may have one in their brand new home. Yeah, but congratulations. A double oven. A double oven. Number one. What? Kiss my ass. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. Um, 48% of people bake you know their what? turkeys. The, the pilgrims had one oven in their kitchen. Okay? <laughs> did they? Did they? <laughs> I thought they had to cook outdoors. <clears throat> Mm. Yeah. But anyway, so what got us on this whole pilgrim Thanksgiving thing? Yeah, is the outrage. The outrage. The outrage. We're discovering that there are a great many people who seem to not understand, well, history. No shock there. Well, they feel like they were shorted in their They, they feel education. like they were lied to because they bought into the, the myth. That they were taught, what, in elementary school? Right. Making hand turkeys and, and wearing little pilgrim yeah, buckle making, hats. Making and buckle hats out of, uh, you know, construction paper. It's a little, it's a little oh, created and, and myth. misappropriating culture by dressing up like Native Americans. You know, I don't even know why we have to have those terms. Don't misappropriate somebody's culture. Madonna was wearing braids the other day in her yeah, nasty little. Yeah, we don't need to talk. Let's please, let's not sully this fine we don't podcast make by talking every, about Madonna. We don't want to let everybody know that 63-year-old women are sexy and, uh, and still viable and should be viewed as sexy. Well, maybe so, but not Madonna. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I don't think any of I have that was no, necessary. I, I don't have any room left in my brain. My speculation is that her bank account was dipping and that she needed to to up the ante. You know what? I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I'm not for. I'm not for Facebook censorship. But when they took her pictures off of Instagram, well done. I did well not done, need to Facebook. see her ante all up. Uh, yeah. You know exposed. what? Anything she posts, you can feel free to take it down. I don't want to hear any of it. I don't want to see any of it. No, She's Mr. Long, even unpopular opinions get um, get shared. Yeah, well. that, that way, everybody has a voice and Madonna has a voice. Okay. Well, not on my podcast, man. Well, I just want honest pictures. I don't want her I don't smooth want face and smooth neck, but her hands, well, her hands you are know, aged. We're getting off track big okay. time here. Okay. 
I'm sorry. Uh, let's all give thanks that we don't have to look at Madonna's mug right now. She probably had Thanksgiving, too. She's Catholic. Oh, I'm sure she had Thanksgiving. Whatever. Okay. All right. Well, she had an opinion, too. We'll share that later um, because she feels that Thanksgiving is – well, that's how we connect. Madonna's view of Thanksgiving reflects. Well, I don't know her view so of Thanksgiving. We do. She quoted what she thought about Thanksgiving. Oh, that's right. She's, she felt like all... she'd been lied to as well. And no, no. We... She, but she was. She was just simply uh, trying to say things that would get the right people happy and the wrong people mad. Oh, you whatever. feel like she's virtue signaling? Absolutely. Use, Which is what a lot of to these use people another are term that's. It's all virtue signaling, and I'm, I'm just fed up with it. It's okay. Stupid. All right. So, so let's, let's, our job here is to talk about the present anyway, and the past. Anyway, we had a former student who was shocked to learn mm. that that it wasn't all, you know, rosy and unicorns happy and rainbows surrounding the around pilgrim the table. pilgrims and the Native Americans who they encountered. It is a complex. It's very complex. Past. And and we just need to dive into it a little bit. Okay. And so you're going to back it up? I'm going to back it up. Back First that of, shit up, G Long. B- before the pilgrims even arrive in the new world we're gonna <laughs> yeah, go why, all, did, why did they show up we're gonna go way back and i'm first i'm gonna real quick talk about religion sorry well that's how they got here but that's why they that came. was the impetus um they had the uh we had the protestant reformation took place in germany for the most part oh those germans yeah i know Always and causing uh, trouble. luther uh got very upset with the catholic church the catholic church got very upset with luther hmm. long story short he nailed some <laughs> he, <laughs> that's not even true. He didn't nail shit to anything. <laughs> but uh, he. Uh, but I learned. But it. he separated uh, the churches in Germany. They separated from the Catholic Church, and created a new church, the Lutheran Church, the original Protestant Church. And once that happened, then people went, "Hey, if they can have a separate church, why can't we?" Right. So next door to Germany in Switzerland, a guy by the name of Zwingli. You remember him. Say it again. He Zwingli. <laughs> Zwingli. Um, Ulrich Zwingli. Oh, Ulrich, a fine name. He created a new church that was even more strict than the Lutheran church. The Lutheran church kept some parts of the Catholic Yeah, some traditions uh, liturgy, and rituals. Uh, got rid of a lot of them, but they kept, uh, for they instance. They didn't like the showiness. <clears throat> well, the Lutheran church kept like stained glass and they kept uh, icon, uh, icons uh, like Jesus on the cross yeah, and yeah. statues of, of the Virgin Mary. But that was like still that. too much for the. Uh, still too much for the Zwinglians. And Zwingli was so determined to stamp out Catholicism that he. He and his followers made war on the Catholics in Switzerland, <laughs> and they were promptly killed. Well, yeah, because there were so many <laughs> And Catholics. Zwingli was gone, but he still had, he still had a he bunch followers. of Swiss who were looking for someone to lead them, and a guy by the name of John Calvin, who was French but also a but. Protestant, showed up, and he was more than willing to lead them with his new faith, which would become, over time, Calvinism. Well. A new version of Christianity. This one was far more strict, though. This one, yeah, they didn't like any of the ostentatious, none uh, of the Catholic elements stuff. of the Catholic Church. They no all, gold, no stained glass. They also didn't like um, the idea of free will. They had predestination. Your yeah, your will yeah. was not your own. 
So um, whatever happens to you is a result of, of what's Everything that happen. happens is is God's will, and nothing you do can you change, can't it change it so, at all. So In why, fact, you can't, why even do change, anything? you can't even change, according to Calvin, you couldn't even change who was going to heaven and who wasn't because the elect were already chosen. And but and, you better live a good and, life. Yeah, because you don't know if you're the elected. Don't gamble. Or not. Don't sing. Don't. Dance. Although, if you have money, you might be elected because mm. they kind of liked. It. Yeah. Well. Anyway, so Calvinism ends up spreading faster than even Lutheranism, and uh, Calvinism got its its toehold in England because of their issues. Yes. And their issues go basically focus on. Well, we can focus on Henry the uh, yeah, we've talked about him before right. and his Desire issues. And, and to have a new wife, and he needed a divorce. He couldn't get one in the Catholic Church. So we're going to find So he somebody. dissolved the church and created the Church of England. Which Fair. creates a little chaos. Or the Anglican Church. You start messing one. with people's beliefs. <clears throat> but he forced Catholics to take oaths of loyalty to him as the head of the new church. But as Calvinism spread in England... Uh, gradually we had the rise during Elizabeth's reign, the daughter of Henry, of the Puritans. And the Puritans were hardcore Calvinists. Mm-hmm. They didn't like anything ostentatious at all in church. It was whitewashed buildings, no stained glass, no statues. No, Don't have fun. Don't <clears throat> listen to music. Don't. You can have a cross up, but Jesus can't be on it. It was very, very they wanted things strict pure. and stark and They pure. wanted it pure and stark. They wanted exactly. a pure church. And some Puritans wanted to reform the Anglican Church. Some Puritans wanted to uh, reform the Anglican Church, but there were some that wanted to separate from the Anglican Church altogether and create create a brand new Protestant church. And these guys rose up to prominence during the reign of King James. Schisms. You got all these little groups, these offshoots. Well, King James tried to he tried to satisfy everybody by having, for instance, a a, a new Bible created, the King James the, version the of the current, Bible. Yes. But the Puritans wouldn't use that; they refused to use it. They only used the Geneva Bible, which is it's not important what the difference is. It's just just know that they did not like the return. King James tried to return Anglican into a more Catholic like yes system. But in their view, he was rewriting and changing it. Well, he was bringing them moderate back. Moderated. They felt he was bringing them back to the Catholic yes. Church. Yes. And because he brought back um, the pageantry and all the vestments and all that stuff. So anyway. The aesthetics that caused them grief. Some of the Puritans were so devout in their beliefs that they said, we're leaving. We're, we're going to create. <laughs> we're taking our and cross and we're prom- going. They promptly went to the Netherlands where they thought they could create a, a a separate church of their own in the Netherlands because Netherlands was already Protestant. Everything would be great. Problem was. Problem was they were the Netherlands. They (laughs) They already had their shit together. And they were the Dutch. And the kids of these separate separatist Puritans. Started seeing how these Dutch children lived. And, well, young people change things. They do. And they they can. uh, But the elders were not happy with all that. No. So So they. What, a decade, 10 years they stayed? Yeah. And so we we get up close to the 1620s. Think about that. You you show up in the Netherlands with a 10-year-old. Yeah. (laughs) Now you've got a 20-year-old who spent the last 10 formative years viewing, well, you know. Looking at Dutch girls. (laughs) Exactly. Um, We got to get out of this place. So as we're coming up on the 1620s, there's a new place. Place to possibly go. Uh, the English had begun settling the east coast of the United States and had, 
had established a colony in Virginia. Yes. Well, but not for religious reasons. No, no. Just yeah. uh, as a, a business. Actually, as a business opportunity. Yeah. And they were kind of a rowdy group. Uh, men, pretty much only men, right? And a little and, bit rowdy. Right. Uh, personal gain was their drive. So the Puritans, uh, long story short, gathered the funds necessary, got the ships outfitted, in order to head to the new world and establish their own, <laughs> we got their own place. They had to start from from scratch. And their intent, their intention was to land in Virginia, move inland a little bit, and then establish a colony of like-minded Puritan yeah, and types. create a city on a hill that everybody could look to, right, and uh, and see the glory of God. And they were not in any way, shape, or form headed to Massachusetts. <laughs> Let's get that out of the way right That's off the bat. That's not their plan. That was not their plan. That was not their goal. And so they sailed. But weather don't care. Weather don't care. And they were way off target. <laughs> they came in north of Virginia and could not sail south because of the winds. Yeah. The wrong time of year for it. So they began sailing up the coast and now their goal is to go to another area that they know exists, and that's the Hudson, uh, the mouth of the Hudson River. Oh, okay. Problem there, the darn Dutch got there first. Oh, and they've already and had established their issues New Amsterdam. With that. Yeah, so this is just more of the same. And so they don't want to do that. So they continue north. We need to start fresh, damn it. And, and they're looking for a bay. They're just looking for a place where they can shelter. Can bring in their, and this yeah. is also starting, winter's getting close. Yeah, that, they landed at a very bad time yes, for they a, did. A East Coast weather. And they finally find their bay uh, near Plymouth, and uh, they pull in and park. <laughs> <laughs> they anchor. And uh, Nautical terms you need. Yeah, yeah, they anchor. <laughs> they backed in. <laughs> back it up. You know, no, nobody likes it when people back up a ship. <laughs> anyway, uh, so there they are. They're the pilgrims. They're at Plymouth. Former village uh, called Puxaton uh, or Pux, Pux, uh, Pawtuck- Pawtuxet. Patuxet, that's, that's it. it. <laughs> uh, Patuxet was a, an Indian colony that, uh, or an Indian village that once belonged to the Wampanoags. Yeah, but then the that French. That was empty. Well, the French showed up and, and the French had showed up their, earlier. Their gift of <laughs> the, of their disease. gift of smallpox and disease, and pretty well wiped out about a hundred thousand. Uh, yeah, in three years. Three years, a hundred thousand Wampanoag Indian uh, Indians, you Native know, they, Americans. They should have worn masks. Oh, that would have helped. I think two masks would have probably saved them. Two masks are better. Um, so, so disease took them out. They left. They either died or fled and left this nice little area. Well, the the, the villages of the Wampanoags were set up by family family units, basically. So any survivors would have had to have gone and lived at other villages. Yeah, they would have just been absorbed into the But they would have avoided that village pretty much because... It, it had a bad... Juju. Yeah, exactly. There's some stories that say the pilgrims knew this about the village. They did not. No, we came across some researched they, information. They that, were just yeah. trying to get a They were trying to get a place they could stop. And it was already cleared. Yeah. I mean, it was clearly a, an area that, that they somebody could set had lived up. Before. Yeah. So it was, you know. And uh, so, so that's that's how they got to where they ended up. But now we need to real quick before we go any further with the pilgrims doing their thing. We should talk just briefly about the myth. Oh, how that began the uh, well, the, the myth, the times of their lives, the idea of the myth. Well, that didn't get created right away. No, you know we have the myth of the intrepid pilgrims coming to the new world. Well, as they said, about twenty years later, they started realizing that they kind of needed to to put together this idea and and the story so that they could 
you know, send back to England the ideas that this is a wonderful place in celebration of God. They couldn't really use the whole uh, Virginia colony because— And they needed more people. And they needed more people to come, so they needed to play it up, right? They needed to make it look— because the, 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 the part of the myth that where they talk about how half the people died, that's true. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The pilgrims, they lost. Well, a, but that just shows the sacrifice, you know, for God. Of course. That they're still there willing to, you know. Oh, yeah. So the pilgrim myth had matured by 1820 into a robust tale, right? Two, that's the 200th anniversary of their landing. Um, pilgrim Society was established in 1819, and one of the first items on their agenda was the and this is the word, the construction of the history. They constructed a pilgrim hall, and they claimed by many that that was the oldest museum, right? It still stands today in Plymouth if you go visit. Uh, when it first opened, they had all sorts of objects from from when the pilgrims landed. They had furniture from the Mayflower. Right. Um, all of that in order to mark the 200th anniversary of the founding of Plymouth, and they wanted to celebrate that with great enthusiasm. And I think that's the important bit right there. 200 years had already passed. Had already gone by. Daniel Webster got out there next to the rock, which was located in Town Square, right next to Plymouth Rock, and, and you know, oratized. Is, like, is if you a word? 100 years after the Pilgrims landed, there were no myths about... Uh, you know, welcoming the Indians in and having yeah, this wonderful no. feast well, but, but, and all that, that crap. And that's the point. It didn't start overnight, right? They had no. they had been building this this idea of of what They're went on. They're building a mythos to satisfy people of a new country, the United States, to give us some grounding. At every every group of people, nation families, whatever, they need myths. Yes, they need powerful symbols. It says the event, the evolution of the national view of the forefathers, right? right. combined with other potentially powerful symbols, Plymouth sure. Rock and, and all of the things that surround that. They call it the fabric of the pilgrim myth so that, that we have something to, well, to hang our coats it's on. It's just like George Washington and throwing the coin across the river oh, yeah. and chopping down yeah. the cherry tree. We need and those all that small nonsense. little snippets that we can hang on to because we learn through story. That's it, exactly. That's what the Pilgrim story is. It's a story. And some elements are absolutely true. And, and why would you tell the worst parts? But, why would you say that but we? But you should you should realize that at a certain point in your life, you should come to the realization that there's probably a lot of untruths in that mythic story that it's deeper than that that it's not all just black and white but what do you teach elementary school children they're not they're not really understanding gray areas Yeah, we're not ready we're not ready to talk about the politics that all the indian tribes had going on that's what's going on so we built we built this mythos of thanksgiving dinner and right. how the founding fathers were yeah, know, but, saved. Yeah, but we're talking about Thanksgiving specifically, oh, the pilgrims. the, the day. Okay. The day they had the Indians, supposedly they invite the Indians to share in this bounty because the Indians had helped them weather the storm of winter. And, you know, that was great. They invited them in. They all shared turkey and cranberries and pumpkin pie or whatever. <laughs> and all, Walnuts. Was, Walnuts. all was wonderful and good. And, well, you know, it's a story. Yeah. The fact is, and this is where it gets fun, let's rejoin the pilgrims, shall we? Okay. They land. They they then immediately have to start trying to figure out how to survive. 
Yeah. It wasn't like they could run to the store. Well, and that wasn't their experience. I mean, they didn't have experience with nature. We no. also know that they were fearful of nature. They were city dwellers. Uh, they had not had to deal with killing their own. They brought a few soldiers with them, a couple. Miles Standish being one of them. They had some servants who could probably do some of the hard work. They had servants. Although a servant was the first uh, casualty uh, well, you know. once landing, yeah. But they also had sailed into a situation that they had no idea was going on. And that was they had landed in the midst of a political crisis, not for English people. No, no, for the Indians. For the, for the Native the Americans. Natives, yes. The, the Wampanoag Indian tribes were, were at war with the Narragansetts. <laughs> Had been living life and doing things for a very long time. That's, that's the <laughs> and the part Europeans that we, go and step their crap into it. And that's where schools probably drop the ball when it comes to educating kids. I think kids are probably old enough by fourth grade yeah. to understand that it was, for the, the best way to explain what happened really would be to say, it was like these people were landing on a new planet. Yeah. They show up and they don't know what's been going on. It's like dropping into a conversation in the middle. You know, and so the Wamp- Wampanoags have they have goals and ideas of what they want to happen. The Pilgrims have goals and ideas of what, what they, they want need to, happen. to happen. So they're trying to come to a, a, a consensus. But the But also language is a huge barrier. And but luckily for yes. the Pilgrims <laughs> Luckily an Indian was captured as a slave and yeah. sent back to England. Luckily for a few years. earlier an English an English group had enslaved one of the Native Americans <laughs> who managed to make his way back to That was God's will. Of course it was. He's called Squanto in a lot of books, but his name is far far more complicated. Uh, we'll just call him Squanto. But so, oh, the dogs want you to say it correctly. Know. Can you pronounce it? Well, I'm trying to locate it. I I have his name here somewhere, but I don't know. Oh, yeah. I have a thing here. The myth of the pilgrims have has three central themes. The first being the forefathers, Plymouth Rock, and the compact. Right. Those are, are oh, the yeah, three the, the, major the Mayflower complex. Yes, compact. yes. Those are the three major things. So I guess if you're trying to put together a curriculum for young people, elementary aged kids, then those are the three areas that you're going to talk about, right? The the so Indians are only there as an aid to help them survive. Right. We don't really need to talk about the fact that they later you get into that when we used to teach eleventh uh, grade American literature, uh-huh. then you would start with the Indian myths, which weren't written down and they were only, and see, there's the problem, communication. If the Indians had written down their side of the story, perhaps we would have been teaching that as well. But Maybe their, so. their Maybe side so. of the story didn't get written down until much, much later. So we don't have their views of everything because I'm sure they thought these people were <laughs> just a bit much. A little bit much. Yeah, probably so. Uh, they were probably kind of difficult to deal with. And Well, and I mean, again, they didn't know anything about the other. Yeah. Although Squanto being there, he would have at least had an idea. Yes, of how they had lived in Europe. Of where they came and, from. And so he would have been a, a vital asset to, to both sides, actually, in helping in the understanding. Because communication, I mean, look. Well, and what's weird is Squanto 
would have died in the plague, he wasn't had there. He, had he been there. See, it really is God's will. See there? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so, because you have to think about that. I mean, our complaint is that we're not teaching all of the, the all sides of the story, and we're trying to rectify that right now, all in the year 2020, 22, 21. We're going to well, fix it, all injustices and, in, in and 1970, right. In 1970, Native Americans, the Wampanoags in particular, Came forward created... And- the National Day of Mourning. Oh. And it it just happens to be on Thanksgiving Day. But really, I, I think what I had learned from William Bradford's stuff, I think they really celebrated that like in December, didn't they? Wasn't it later in December? I came across something that said December 22nd. Ah, tis quantum. Tis quantum. Tis quantum. There That's you go. Squanto. Huh, took me a while. Um, yeah, we're not really sure of the date. It may have been December. We would have had to have been somewhat warm. They would have, they had a vicious winter. Well, it would have been harvest time, I think. No, well, they, walnuts. I know strawberries. It would corn. have had to have. It would have had to. Well, the actual feast, though. I'm talking about the actual when they. Yeah, well, I'm thinking of crops that they had. When they invited the 90 or so Native Americans into the village. <laughs> wait, oh, wait, uh, natives, the, the warriors, you mean? The yeah. 90 male warriors? 90 male warriors. there were warriors. not that many uh, no, pilgrims. they greatly, and they walked in. Yeah. Well, the story goes, basically, they heard gunfire, the warriors so and, they, and their chiefs. So yeah. they went to investigate. What the hell's going on over there? Uh-huh. They they knew obviously that their crazy white people are over there. Oh yeah, and in uh, their crazy. Well, they clothes. had been staring at them from the woods for a long time. Well, sure, because of course they had to you know laugh at their buckles on their hats. I mean, you know. Well, I'm sure they went back and made fun of them. Oh yeah, and, they, and then they made comments about their women. Sure. Because well, that's blonde, blonde kind of hair? exotic. Ooh, yeah, blonde hair. Meanwhile, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, when they showed up, it, they, we've always made this. Whenever they show. The native, the the myth of Thanksgiving. There's all these pilgrims around, and there's like six or seven Native Americans. Yeah. No, no, no. No, they were outnumbered. This was ninety greatly outnumbered warriors showing up. In my estimate, there was probably about thirty to forty. I would imagine the pilgrims had no choice but to feed them yeah. as quickly as possible. And they did. The, the The natives did teach them some things. They did, but this thing about they taught them taught how them to fish. Yeah. They Come came on. from the Netherlands. Come on, probably. They might might have might have showed them better fishing areas. Well, and techniques for the but they talked in Bradford's in Bradford's narrative. He talks about the plentiful fish, so it wasn't like they didn't know how to catch fish. Yeah, and they did. Now know they did teach to, them how to plant corn and make yeah. it make it grow well. Because you need to know your environment. And, you need to understand and where. And thankfully, to plant. tobacco. Oh, yeah. Wonderful tobacco. Well, Marlboro thanks them. God um, thanks them. So yes, putting together a curriculum. Then you're looking for those themes because that's what you want to teach. So you would have gone, you would have tagged on the forefathers, Plymouth Rock, the symbols, the Mayflower Compact. You're making them up. You're just, you're doing the thing that all nations have. Uh, It doesn't matter what nation you look at. There are going to be these symbolic mythical stories that we connect, that we connect to. But when, when we learned about it a million years ago, yeah, it's been a while. Even today, when young kids learn about it, you're not we don't teach this mythology the same way that it was taught to us. No, no. And you, we were not taught it the same way that our grandparents would have been taught it. Sure. Cuz society um, changes just as we're doing now. But much like 
Santa Claus. And if your kids are in the room, I'm about to really spoil their uh, beliefs. Well, system. all of those myths that we surround and you come up with, look, we have a new one now, the elf on the shelf. That's that's a fairly modern myth that we created. Yeah, but that's that's all economics. But my point is <laughs> it's all to make money for people who are getting upset now that are just finding out that the myth of the first Thanksgiving isn't true. Yeah. You should have kind of already known that, or you should have probably or, felt or it. Felt that there was some deeper side that you weren't getting. Go read about it. We have Google. I mean, it's not. It's not a. It's not a. It. It's not something that's true, like a rabbit bringing eggs. <laughs> okay, and the the fact that it went bad. Well, then teach your kids yourself. Tell them the and other that's side. The other thing. But then you're going to have to craft how you say that. No different than having the sex talk with your child. You have to decide what to what to add and what to tell, but what to keep out until a later time when they're more age appropriate. Yeah, the feast was in 1621 by the way. Okay. Um and so here we go. Our harvest being gotten in, our governor sent four men on fowling so that we might have a special manner rejoice together after we had gathered the fruits of our labors. They four in one day killed as much fowl as with a little help besides served the company almost a week. Mm, wow. At which time, amongst other recreations, we exercised our arms. Target practice. Yeah, they found bows. Many of the Indians that. coming amongst us and amongst the rest, their greatest king, Massasoit, or Massasoit, with some 90 warriors whom for three days we entertained and feasted, and they went out and killed five deer, which they brought to the plantation and bestowed as a gift upon our governor and upon the captain and others. So it's still a, I mean, they're getting along. Yeah, they're still they're a having a feast. Are there Indians that they do not get along with? There are natives that well, do the Narragansetts, not. Well, yeah. <laughs> the Narragansetts did not like the English. Well, they saw them as a threat. And they, they killed them. They had already murdered uh, three Englishmen, uh, English traders, and that was known. So what you're saying is that within groups, some people have different views and different opinions, and some are kind and welcoming, and others are not. It's a complex situation. You mean like life? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't really, I haven't read anything that was so shocking that made me feel like I had been completely lied to my whole life. And there's no reference to Turkey, by the way, either in any of the, the writings of the pilgrims. Yeah, However, yeah. that doesn't mean they didn't eat turkey because Bradford does talk about one of the first things he says is a great store of wild turkeys yeah, in the woods. So, so it wouldn't be surprising they, they if they were, ate them. They yeah. just didn't mention it. You know, just a bird. He didn't write the menu. No. no. <laughs> he didn't keep I the menu. I would imagine they cooked what they could. Yeah, and ba and Bradford was really thorough. I mean, Man. his writings are are very very, and you can see the biases absolutely for the time. Sure, but you know, I see the biases when I watch NBC News too. But I'm smart enough to to recognize it and take what I need out of their news reports and and leave the rest. And no different than this. But but the Wampanoags and the Pilgrims did get along. That is true. Uh, the first treaty, unfortunately for, I would assume, the Native Americans, the first treaty ever signed with a Native American group by Englishmen was signed on April Fool's Day. Oh, had they only realized. <laughs> See, miscommunication. Yeah. But on April the 1st, 1621, <laughs> uh, the, the, uh, the leader of the Wampanoag Nation and the leader of the Plymouth Colony, our leaders of the Plymouth Colony, uh, signed a treaty 
to come to the other's aid should they ever need it. So they were allies. They, they promised to do no harm to each other, to come to each other's aid if attacked by third parties. That's important because mm-hmm. the Narragansetts were attacking the English and, and the Wampanoags. The, and, yeah, because this, they had been trying to work out their own issues prior to the Europeans' arrival. And if a Wampanoag broke the peace, he would be sent to Plymouth for punishment. If a colonist broke the peace, he would be sent to the Wampanoags for punishment. So so now that you've brought up their justice system. Hang on, one more. Okay. In addition, the Wampanoag leaders agreed to tell friendly neighboring indigenous nations about the treaty, and it was honored for over 50 years. Now, the problem is, they're, the the group they made this treaty with is a very small group. Oh, so there's just so not other people of them. are coming, and they're not going to care about that treaty. No, why would they? It, it, it doesn't have any bearing on their lives. Um, so, really, what we're just saying is that it is a complex situation. When you're a child, you only get taught part of it because you're not ready you're, to understand. You're not capable of understanding all of the politics and and you know. And by the way, the new history uh, curriculum that they're trying to force down the throats of children, they're going to try to make them understand this kind of stuff. Not at this age. In third grade. Yeah, no, not at this age. I'm sorry. There's too many. You know what? I was disappointed by not learning in school. I was disappointed in not learning how many people were uh, whipped or put to death because of sodomy charges. What? Rape? No way. They didn't Bradford that talks about all that nasty stuff, and I didn't learn a damn bit of it. And I, you know in what? Fourth grade, I would have listened. I wanted to know about <laughs> sodomy and buggery in fourth grade. Things, what happened? Bradford said things <laughs> fearful to name had broke forth in this land oftener than once. Oh. Um, there were some nasty things going on. I want to read about it. Thomas Granger. Let me read about Thomas Granger. Can I? Can I? Can, can I tell him the story? Oh, about the case of Thomas. Is that better than than Dorothy Bradford falling from the Mayflower and dying in the calm waters? (laughs) That's true. That is true. Bradford that we know of. And then he it says he and he remarried. I mean, it was like nothing Uh, like this little blip. Dorothy Bradford fell from the Mayflower Uh because she wasn't on land. She stayed on the ship and died Mm -hmm. in the calm waters, drowned in the calm waters. Oh, wait, calm, frozen waters. We we speculate that her clothing probably dragged her to the bottom. Um, She did not. I don't understand how she died when she hit the water. Well, it was frozen. Oh, (laughs) she did not commit suicide, according to the Internet. Yeah, well, they wouldn't have said that if she had. No, because Puritans were. No, you're not taking the gift of life. No, no that God, only God gets to kill no, you. No, no. Okay. So, All right. So, uh, yeah, but Ranger. apparently they had a real problem with uh, sexual L- issues. Lascivious behavior. Well, they were, first of all, let's talk about the parents. They were kind of repressive when it came to sex. They were very, rep- but, you know, I'm sorry, bestiality, that's well, just, no. Okay. No, no. Well. <laughs> <clears throat> Adultery, I can handle. Bestiality, mm-mm. This is uh, in Bradford, uh, his own words. He described the case of Thomas Granger. Thomas Granger. If you know any Grangers, let them know about this show. <laughs> we know several. <laughs> Stop that. I know the last name. It's just me. funny. It's I mean it's an it's an it's an old name. Uh, Thomas Granger, a teenager who was executed in September of 1642 for buggery with a mare, mm. a cow, two goats, wow, five sheep, two calves, and a turkey. Ah. <laughs> 
Granger and What year in, was that? 1642. 42. So oh, 20 so, years okay, later. We're 20. Okay. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Granger and an individual who had made some sodomitical attempts upon another. I know. I saw that spelling of the word sodomitical. Were questioned about how they came first to acknowledge and practice of such wickedness. The sodomitical individual mm. <laughs> confessed he had long used it in old England. You see these it new was, people coming over. Look at the problems. O- yeah, it was okay there. But. Granger said he was taught bestiality by another that had heard of such things from some in England when he was there, and they kept cattle together. Oh, so it came over from England. They brought, this they brought their nasty stuff Bradford too. said how one wicked person may infect the many. Well, and Bradford says that he believed it was the devil was more spiteful against the New England churches because they tried harder to preserve the holiness and purity and punish sin. So what was happening was the devil was working extra hard, extra hard. Well, and to, he, Bradford also blames people. servants. Or the need uh, of servants. Yeah. Um, they, uh, Bradford answered that whenever the Lord sowed good seed, the envious man will try to sow bad. He said, much labor and service, much building and planting was necessary, and many untoward servants. Yeah, and they weren't. They were weren't. thus brought over, both men and women kind. These eventually founded their own families and multiplied, increasing the number of untoward uh, yes, children. Yes, the wicked in their village. And the wicked. You, you couldn't do anything about it. So if the strangers. You, if, you were a, if you were found guilty of sodomy proper, you were put to death. Right. But then there was another level of sodomy that wasn't quite as bad. So we, we discussed, we have these two. It's, well, in sodomy could be, that word could be used yeah, for and, two different acts. Yes, too. exactly. So that, that fell under fornication, adultery. And then, of course, there was rape. And then you had some guys who were off in another village who were doing um, Roman-type feasts and, and, I assume, orgies by the word. I know in the case of Thomas Granger, the mayor said, hey, I was into it. Sure, sure. <laughs> well, I think they found the mayor innocent, though. Um, <laughs> the mayor didn't die because he said. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, or, or maybe it was a she. I don't know. I don't want to be uh, making those kind of But anyway, so, so yeah. the pilgrims, they had their own issues as well. Uh, but, but again, this goes back to the myth. This is what got us upset was we've got all these people now who are angry yeah. about Thanksgiving. Well, I, I, what what is Thanksgiving? I that's exactly the point. We come together as a as a group. We, do we even think about the myth I, I of the pilgrims really, anymore? No, I think when people set a table and they put the, the horn of plenty, the cornucopia on their table, and and celebrate, it's just celebrating our bounty. It's celebrating the the giving things thanks. that we yeah, and saying I am grateful for you people. I am grateful for this food and that, the holiday itself. Has nothing to do with the pilgrims. Nothing. It was a proclamation by Abraham Lincoln, and nowhere in it does he mention the pilgrims. The pilgrims at all. He just says it's a time that we come together. But and that's the day we focused on, and we created this little myth yeah. to tell kids. Well, we didn't. They did. Well, we did as a nation. <laughs> we accepted it, yes. Um, in fact, um, the... Lincoln was sent a letter by a lady named Sarah Hale, 74 years old, urging him to have a day of annual Thanksgiving and a fixed union festival. This is 1863, by the way. We're in the middle of a civil war when this is happening. Yeah, and yet she thinks we need to to come together. And, and well, you know what? She, in the midst of war, some people do think we need to, to find peace and, and a commonality. And so what, what Lincoln said 
The year that is drawing towards its close has been filled with the blessings of fruitful fields and healthful skies. To these bounties, which are so constantly enjoyed that we are prone to forget the source from which they come, Others that have been added, which are of so extraordinary in nature, they cannot fail to penetrate and soften the heart uh, to the ever-watchful providence of Almighty God. You know, for him having to to serve during a time of such um, division in this country and trying so hard to bring us all back together, doesn't it seem fitting? That's what he was doing. Yeah. He was issuing this to give thanks to God for the good things that we had in yeah. the middle of this horrible carnage. In the midst of all carnage. of this, because he recognized the feel of the, of the country must have been um, yeah. terrible um, at that time. He said... Uh, what was it a uh, needful diversions of wealth and strength in the fields of peaceful industry to the national defense have not arrested the plow, the shuttle, or the ship? The axe has enlarged the borders of our country and the mines as well of iron and coal. He's he's going down the list of all of these things. These are the gracious gifts of the Most High God, who, while dealing with us in anger for our sins, hath nevertheless remembered re- re- mercy. Yeah, and given us given us bounty. Yes. So that's what that's what the Thanksgiving proclamation and the holiday was about. So what you're about, saying is we don't get good without bad. Well, that's true. And we he was trying to find balance. But it had nothing to do with the pilgrims. So there's no reason to hate Thanksgiving Day and to not because of want a to myth celebrate that was family. created to attach to that day. Yeah. That's the thing. It's just a myth. It's a national myth. Why can't we have it? Why can't little kids for a short time in their lives Draw hand turkeys just have and, this image and, of Native Americans and okay, white men? Okay, but can we stop the plays? Yes, let's, absolutely. Let's not have the plays. No more of the plays. We can, we can let that go. Stop watching Pocahontas. <laughs> Please, God, stop watching Pocahontas. It's kind of cute. No, it's Disney. Stupid. Disney cleaned up all of those things. They helped. No, uh, they come left on. a few in. Well, no, they cleaned it up from the German stories a lot. And let's let's just put let's put our anger where it belongs. At the Native Americans for introducing <laughs> white people to tobacco. There you go. That's They've it. killed millions. You bring they got it their full re- circle. They got their revenge. How many people did they kill with their tobacco? I just By the way, if you're Native American, please. That was a joke. I would have <laughs> loved to have sat in one of the court <laughs> sessions though as they conversed about what was sodomy proper. I mean, you're deciding whether somebody gets put to death or not. Well, it's sodomy. It's not sodomy, sodomy. It's just it's, sodomy. It's just sodomy. <laughs> no, it wasn't sodomy proper. Many people were... Can you describe the sodomy? Public whippings, which, of course, all I thought was, well, that just brings more... <laughs> that just brings more disturbed people to watch it <laughs> so they can go home and do lascivious things. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, we're, we're, we're probably coming bring up Bring in on Bessie that. the cow. <laughs> Bessie, what did you think while you were being sodomized? Uh, moo. <laughs> oh, gee actually, long. actually, I, I was thinking, oh, I guess this is happening. Yeah. <laughs> I guess this is what we're doing now. Okay. I'm not giving him milk in the morning, okay? I, I hate little Granger. Hate him. <laughs> he never leaves me alone. What about the poor little poor little boy who tried to tried to blow up the uh <laughs> Oh, tried to blow up one of the cabins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Teenagers were terrible they, then, too. They, they said in the story that, that by grace of God, no one was injured in, I think the last name of the kid, Billings, Billings' son, one of Billings' son, and dad was out of uh, out of the area at the time to make sure that everybody understood dad wasn't there to beat his ass. <laughs> <laughs> Which he 
needed a good ass whooping because there was gunpowder in the in the cabin and apparently the kid got hold of it and set it off but there was other barrels of gunpowder that by the grace of god did not explode thank you Um, lord so if your last name is billings um you're you're in the history books too yeah you bad thing so keep hold of your sons and (laughs) And if it's billings lee be careful you'll put your eye out with that red rider bb gun Oh, oh yeah! You reached way back for oh, that man. one, Geelong. Um, it's By the way, about- that's another myth. <laughs> it's it's a movie, but it's a myth. Nobody ever put their eye out with a BB gun. Come on, <laughs> <laughs> somebody else's eye, not their own. <laughs> you can't reach it. Your arms are short. You're a kid. Yeah, how do you put okay. your own eye? All out? right, it's it's been probably about an hour, Geelong, and yeah, we well, we been- were trying not to talk for an hour and nine minutes. It's been forty eight minutes and thirty five seconds. What? So do we like need so, to Well, keep let's going? let's wrap up and talk about good old Thanksgiving. Just oh, look folks. Okay. Well, I thought we did. What we did, just don't get irritated and don't get upset. There <laughs> there are going to be spoil sports and and Debbie Downers, no nothing personal. Don't I know, don't attach me to that. I am the most balanced person you know. Okay, well you're not Debbie. You're Deb or Deborah. Oh, I see. Anyway, there's always going to be people we who want to talk about the history of my name. Who want to bring down Queen Bee? Um, who want to bring down no, the people who enjoy anything? Oh, you think that's what's going on? Absolutely. That they that they have to find the negative side. Like yeah, I like, won the lottery, but oh, I've got to pay that I've taxes. Heard is, uh, hardcore liberal types. Uh, they like to have friendsgiving. It's not Thanksgiving. It's friendsgiving. Well, well nobody friendsgiving us. Nobody called. We didn't have Thanksgiving. We were here by ourselves, two people all alone. <laughs> So sad. Although I grew up that way, so it's not sad. No, we watched we watched The Great and finished the series. We did. The Great was great. And if you haven't if you need a series to watch, uh That is absolutely not history. No, 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 no. Mr. In Between. Mr. In Between. If you like to examine characters, he's a Dexter type character, I'll say. And yeah, it ended beautifully too. Mr. In Between. It does. It wraps up. There's no you're not gonna you're gonna finish what, three seasons? And you'll be shocked if you were a fan of Justified. If you watch Mr. In Between, you'll see Dewey Crow. With an English accent. With an I mean Australian accent. Yeah. Well he's Aussie. He is, yeah. So there you go. Yeah, it's a phenomenal series. Anyway, you know what? On Thanksgiving Day, you get together with your people. Yeah. You give thanks that you're with your people. You give thanks to God if that is your choice. You have food on the table. You have a, a warm place to be. You're alive. Yeah. You're not having to go out into the woods and try to find food. Yeah. You're not having to. You di- don't. You don't get lost in the woods for four days and then come finally make your way back and have to have your shoes cut off of your feet. Yeah. Because there was some horrific stuff going it really on. Really was. It was Bradford's dic- uh, journal is um, yeah good read actually if you it you, really is if you can get past the way he writes and his language you know were were English people really cruel to Native Americans in the history books you bet they absolutely were but you know what they weren't the only ones no throughout and history disease. First of all, disease from Europe is far decimated Native American weather, populations. Weather is extremely cruel and indiscriminate. We've already established that. Well, the Spanish brought over all kinds of horrible diseases, and those those moved through the southern populations of Native Americans. Um, there's so really, they just needed villages. a vaccine. Yes, or the people who survived became immune. But you know what's interesting, though, weirdly enough, they had no no ability to fight these diseases. And yet some survived. Yet some are still here. Mm -hmm. And they no longer have that problem. Hmm. It's almost like nature has a way. Of balance. Of balance. 
yeah. It's what weird. have I been preaching since I joined you here, Jim? And, uh, and now we have Omicron. <sighs> By the way, if you didn't know, the next letter in the Greek alphabet was supposed to be Chi Xi, um, <laughs> but they didn't name the the new the new deadly variant. We probably Qi shouldn't upset the because the it would Chinese. upset the Chinese people, and so they went to the next letter, which is Omicron. Are they that thin skinned? I don't know. I, don't, I, don't, I, I would think we so. We speculate. We were being appropriate, I guess. We were being kind. Nah, he's he's kind of a dick. No, actually, I think we recognize <laughs> that the Chinese outnumber us and out, yeah. outgun us immensely. Well, I don't know if they outgun us particularly, but there's certainly I, a bunch I of them. I think that they could keep yeah producing when we could no longer produce. Yeah, well. Oh, wait, they have all the chips. Yeah, they have all the chips. All right, that's it. We lose. Yeah, yeah, well. They have all the chips. We've got all the food. So Currently, <laughs> currently. But, you know. Yeah. Disease. Weather. Disease. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Mother Nature don't give a front. No, it's a rough thing. Yeah, it is. All right. Well, I guess we could wrap up our quickie Thanksgiving podcast. We should. We should. And, uh, you know, everybody out there, please, please, please. Have a great week. And, and in three weeks, we're going to celebrate again. And we'll probably have some kind of friends. useless information about Christmas as well. Do we? Do oh. we go back and do the history of that? Okay. We actually are going to have you know Christmas. What? We didn't have Thanksgiving, but we're going to have Christmas. I'm loath to do this, but <clears throat> Santa Claus isn't real. The spirit of Santa is. Mm. You got to have balance. Well, that's that's why we celebrate Christmas, right? It's Santa's birthday or something. Isn't that how that works? Congratulations to those who won T-shirts and to to your mom who won a T-shirt as well. For being my mom. And yeah, and <laughs> she's proudly wearing it in her new uh her new home. Her new apartment. Yes, yeah. yes. With she's all her excited. peoples now. With all her people who were of her I'm very pleased. Era. Yes, yes, so that, people her so own can, age. So can, they can talk about all those things that old people talk about, you know, like body pains and microwave bacon. Oh, crap, I'm talking about that stuff. <laughs> and if you're not here, I might microwave some bacon. So, Oh, and we know. did solve the riddle of what our listener, uh, Josh, does since he never wears shirts. Oh, we did, because I had to Google that. Yeah, we, we found out that uh, when he's he has get to a, get a fight, if he has to get in a fight... He wears green speedos. Yes, so he's shirtless already. So which terrifies? They are terrifying. If anybody need to be scared, go Google uh, green speedos because there wow. are many, many images that are quite terrifying for a variety of reasons. <laughs> <laughs> for because there's some. There are many terrifying bulbous reasons <laughs> <laughs> for green speedos. But uh, but yeah. anyway, so. It's actually a... It's, so don't get in a fight with Josh A. Well, yeah. It's sort of like when some animals puff up. Yeah. He just has the green Speedos. And most of the time, the enemy just simply goes, ah, and, and runs, runs away. away. There you go. Yeah, it's like plumage. Mm. <laughs> Neon green plumage. Neon green... I just like the word plumage. plumage. I, I like the word plumage <laughs> okay. myself. Well, there so, you go. There's our Thanksgiving episode. Um, find balance in your life. We're grateful for all of you people who, who continue to listen to, to our, our blather. Our silliness. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and and please please everyone do history man go, go dig in it's really actually quite interesting there's so much interesting Take, stuff yeah, about you hear a topic go look about it yeah that's right go just and, look it and up do more than one source because if you don't oh good lord yes and uh because oh, it yes. took a lot i didn't know about the buggery thing until i went to a site that was about 
Well, about people who out history is out what history, yeah. and, it's, and it was actually rather interesting. And everything they took was from Bradford's oh, yeah. documents or from actual. Ca- but you never, court cases. you never got that in school. I didn't. You we never didn't, got to talk about no, sodomy. In we school. didn't talk never. about the rape charges no. and and how exotic the Ameri- or the uh, English women were to the Indians, and how exotic the Indian women or, were to or the, the Europeans, or the Pilgrim Orgy, <laughs> or the Pilgrim Orgy, yeah, yeah celebrating right. Bacchus. I mean, you know, yeah. They were people. They were devout. They were wonderful. Well, they had to populate somehow. Yeah. Yeah. So So mix it up, people. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I guess that's going to wrap it up. Uh, Say goodbye, Deb. Goodbye. And y'all have a great week. We'll catch you next time on the Long in the Boot podcast. (laughs)